Hi, this is Lauren Lavera from Terrifier 2. You're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Genius, please don't. Like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that appreciates the difference between taking care and caretaking. <laughs> My name is Greg D. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're looking back at the movie scene and memories made with this year's Halloween Hangover. And whether you've engaged in consensual bathroom shenanigans or not... You can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your pick in the scab hole. Oh, Christ Almighty! Just, <laughs> and thank you for putting that in my lexicon. Now I appreciate that. Oh, good old my. Oh. Well, you know what? Technically, it's a nice uh, segue. Speaking of a, a scab, uh, technically we are on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on about. <laughs> Picking at the scab that is social media. Yep. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and we're on both uh, Blue Sky and Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead, but it is only on the Book of Face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and your post-Halloween shenanigans. And as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, November 3rd, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, head on over to Screenland.com where they will have j- just your indoor shenanigans taken care of. Yeah. At this point, wow. yeah. Everything. Wow. Yeah. We're sheltered. It's cold. Well, this week has had some Toros in the atmosphere. Oh, man. It's that. For for me, though, I get to layer up. Yeah. I, Charlie gets to break out her winter coat. It's a good time. Also- You, you almost had your Rocky moment. I, almost. Almost. Not officially, almost. though. I will hold out for a full-on snow. Right, because that was just a- That was a snoop. That was a that drizzle. Was a sli- Over. Mm-hmm. Over. However, if you do follow us on, uh, especially on Twitter- you will notice I have been posting a lot of a uh, Charlie on the vent uh-huh. pictures and videos that vent life, man. Oh yeah, that is. And oh, I, yeah, oh, I know the, with cats. Oh, the cats—they like the sunshine, but I've had the heater on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. Uh, now, another good spot is the uh, Friday Night Fright tab mm-hmm. at Screenland.com. And on the Friday this episode is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright. I hope you're hungry because you're about to get a whole bunch of beef. <laughs> and I'm. To say my journey or experience of Phantom of the Paradise has been brief would be honest because it has only recently come into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a main feed episode probably about two years ago uh-huh. uh, over on Patreon. We did a commentary track for it. This is going to be the third time I'm watching it, and to see it, we are going to be in theater one. Oh, I can't up wait. Up on the big screen, this loud and large. going to be my second time in the theater seeing Phantom of Paradise. And it's the absolute way to see it. It's yeah. the absolute way to see it because this movie is big, bold, loud, brash, insane, and beautiful. beautiful. It needs to be just observed as big and loud as it can be. I hope it's like Taylor Swift size, <laughs> you know, where everybody, I don't know if everybody's going to be singing along. That'd be kind of dope. But like, uh, you know, just loud. We're almost yeah. not the other theaters can hear it because that's poor etiquette, Taylor. Poor etiquette. Calling the Swifties out occasionally. But, yeah, yeah no. Phantom I, Paradise is so good. So I'm anxious good. to feel what 
the communal experience is like with this one, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a blast. Now, looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright, and this one especially. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. A rarity. A very, very to rare see rarity. this theatrically as it is always under guard, under wraps. Like, but, like uh, from the Disney vault. From the Romero vault. Uh-huh. 1978's Dawn of the Dead. I'm not quite sure which cut we're going to be viewing, and that is... Either way, we're going to see Dawn of the Dead in the theater, which is going to be rad. That You know that scare is going to get me. I know that opening scare is going to get me. I know it's fucking... Cut. It's like the thing. When he tests the blood, I know that scene inside and out, but every time it just gets me. Same thing with the opening scare of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking Day of the Dead. My bad. The Dawn of the Dead, this, this scene, I there's a part in it where she, I, it's burned into my brain. In fact, I used to call Owen this. Okay. Okay. When she opens the door at the very beginning siege and uh, she sees her husband and he's a zombie and he, she goes, Megalito, Mavita. And he goes, home and he Takes bites. a chunk out of her. Right? So <laughs> every time when I would play with Owen, right, I would go like, Megalito, Mavita, right? And he'd come up and he'd kind of like bite and like, right? And so like, yeah, I love, first of all, I love that movie. But second of all, it's just that little particular Megalito, Mavita. So, but that's so tender and nice it's though. It's even the way she says it because like, it's Megalito, Mavita, right? And so that's what I was like, oh. Well, so. also, I mean, if anyone knows the show, knows Owen was. Owen was huge. That was yeah. your buddy. And Owen know, was my boy. To know then you have that connection with Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. the Romero connection. Someday we'll find it. Romero connection. The ghouls, the walkers, and me. Thank you for doing the appropriate ghouls motion. <laughs> right? Ghouls. <laughs> uh, so, uh, weekend of the third, there are no repertory screenings. However, uh, what's kind of cool is the new released films. To think in 2023 on a, on just this that weekend, mm-hmm. you can see a film by Martin Scorsese, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. You can see the new David Fincher film, The Killer. Yeah, that looks weird. I'm going to be seeking that out. Me too. And you can also see the new Sofia Coppola film, Priscilla. That I'm going cool. to seek that one out as well. That's cool too. It's, uh, I did you see uh, the uh-uh. Elvis flick? No, that Bos Lerman was the Bos Lerman. Mm-hmm. I need to check it out because I like Bos Lerman movies. And uh, well, and it's I didn't realize number one that Tom Hanks was in it, right? In a fat suit. Yes, it's kind of as Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> it's, it's Uncanny Valley. In a weirdly weird kind of way. Right. Where I almost thought it was like Zemeckis's. Zemeckis! <laughs> doing. Well, remember, uh, Zemeckis had uh, Goldie Hawn in that weird fat suit in. Uh, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her. This is true. And then even in uh, What Knives Beneath, when he then CGI's everything at the very end, Zemeckis is like this weird. Un- he's like, you know, it's really going to creep people out. Uncanny Valley. Let's put a fat suit on Goldie Hawn. Let's CGI Jim Carrey. He's freaky. He was early in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's CGI Tom Hanks. The po- <laughs> the whole Polar Express. Those kids are haunting with their soulless eyes. That's a horror movie. Hot chocolate. Anywho, <laughs> Get derailed really easily here. No, but this is actually, like I said, it's actually kind of cool to think that in this day and age, you on that kind of a weekend, mm-hmm. a lot of good masterful films right to seek in so uh hope to see you guys out there chilling out with the old screenland film family but a uh, genius if we're talking film family a 
bellies. Uh, we have our own uh, film family hanging with us at Patreon. And actually, if, if I may say so, uh, this last October was loaded with episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you kind of got the full variety of what we can offer. And we had our new horror yeah. episode where we talked totally killer. Mm-hmm. Which, and, and a little bit of appendage. And a little, oh, we'll get into that uh, once we get into what we saw. Probably, yeah, write that one down. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, we did a uh, request and review episode. Mad Monster Party. Which Great. another Great. one that definitely scratched a particular itch. It's different. <laughs> and then <laughs> we... <laughs> I should say. <laughs> and then we had our uh we closed out the David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy with our commentary for Halloween Ends, mm-hmm. which not a surprise, held up well for both of us I again. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. And on top of then the variety of first-time watches that I took in that week, including... We did the guest, too. The guest revisited. We ch- uh, we chomped in on Bud the Chud, mm-hmm. which... Or should we say... Bud, Bud the, the Chud. chud. <laughs> so for access to that and so much more, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up in November. In mm-hmm. fact, I know... We're definitely going to probably talk Thanksgiving yeah, for our new horror episode. Absolutely, because a movie 10 years in the making. And I did finally watch the trailer. It's as, vastly different. It, well, I it, assume it's it would similar, be. but different. I I'm, assume I'm, so. I'm, I wanted it to be 80s camp. More in the grindhouse. More grindhouse-ian. I was hoping that that's what they would give us, but you know, I'll see. I'm going with an open mind. Oh, yeah. Because you got it nowadays. I just hope it doesn't turn into fucking grief porn. Eli Roth, if you go turn, if you turn to the dark side, <laughs> I'll be mad at you. Just saying, we don't need you to go the grief routes. Not stay in your lane, but you're good at the gore. Let's keep it at that. For better or worse, that could be an amazing episode. Yeah. Depending on the outcome of that. <laughs> Eli Ross. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Bridge over Madison County. Like, God damn it. Saw it in the theater. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But not Eli Ross version. <laughs> Pancakes. <laughs> and people eating. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's mm-hmm. what I know he's very polarizing for a lot of people. And I know I kind of know why. But I will say one thing with him is he's got good taste in horror. Absolutely. He's very knowledgeable in horror. Yeah. And he is just one of those cats that you know for better or worse you know i mean don't get me wrong i'm not a eli roth fanboy at all by any stretch of the imagination right in fact to me he's got more misses than hits but at the same time he loves his horror and he, he loves does. his gore i'm like that's why i'm like man don't 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 make me don't 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 cater to the flavor of the month if you want to spread your wings cool make another comedy but like <laughs> from what i don't under- make it greedy from what I understand, the the trampoline scene good. is in Okay, there. good, 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 yeah. good. Because I want a slasher. I want yeah. a slasher slasher. I, well, and that's what I... If we get anything like we just joked about, I would be... It would just... it would The, the universe would stop. Oh, the, yeah. Plus, like, you just see, like, what? Like in The Simpsons, what the... And then, like, the church bells go off. Birds are flying out of the sky. Now, it's better, better uh, you know... Appealing to, again, doing what he does well, I assume we'll have a lot of good fun with that. Mm -hmm. Well, here now, we talk about uh, traditions on the show, Mm -hmm. and ever since the first Nerdoween, we took time 
to kind of look back and take stock at all the stuff that happened to us in October. Mm-hmm. As 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 you know, as we were talking off mic, back in the day, we were really we were busy beavers. Busy during that time, we were busy beavers, I and mean, we were out and about like three nights a week doing hosting and gigs and, and fun stuff and between the nerdoween and uh dismember uh-huh you would have weekends where at least we'd be taken in seven some odd films at least at least and that's like if it was and more if it was a film club night or it happened to be on the same night as a, a nerd a, a monday mystery mm-hmm. so and so and then we decided then after that first nerdoween was you know why don't we just look back take stock mm-hmm. and really enjoy it right and give gratitude to you know the places that we were able to experience these films mm-hmm. give gratitude to the people that we were lucky enough to see and experience those films with the memories made and it's become our annual halloween hangover yep and what's even better is the fact that i think when we first started this you may have been actually literally hung over <laughs> I might have your been. lifestyle has changed so much <laughs> exactly. in the many moons that we've been <laughs> looking back and i think we take stock not only in the movies and the memories but ourselves as well right it's always interesting to look back because i'm sure at the first two years i was probably extremely hung over you would have fun <laughs> a lot of fun i do remember a few nights. too much fun charlotte murphy too much fun but you were still here, my friend. Mm-hmm. And again, a wiser man. Yeah. Your baggage now. Is a lot different, too. Thankfully, but you've got those passports stamped. <laughs> right. Of certain activities that you've taken in. Yeah. My roaring 20s and my tawdry 30s. <laughs> and my kind of like fucked up 40s. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about why we love not only on the show the month of October, but you especially. You know, that is a very, it's a special sacred time for you, is it not? Absolutely. Halloween season, it's the end all be all. It's right up there. Like a lot of people like, it's Christmas and Christmas is great and all, but fucking Halloween is dope. Halloween is all the spooky shit. Halloween has all, the the weather is absolutely perfect when it wants to be, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the the, the colors are more bright, vibrant and beautiful. Like, Like there's something inherently neat about the beauty and darkness especially like like when you you go down and you just see like the one jack-o'-lantern and it's lighting up just as a little bit i mean there's just something so much fun the crisp in the air the feeling it's akin to like the christmas spirit Mm -hmm. but it's the halloween spirit it's just the the gateway into like the end of the year the rush of the goodness is a celebration it's again a celebration of the fall harvest of just like what we spent all year doing we can now sit back and enjoy because the rest of the year is going to be fucked up so now's the time to like party and enjoy and just just be there and and, and celebrate things that are spooky and mm-hmm. tell ghost stories and shit and it's when if if we'll find you with a pep in your step mm-hmm. and just soaking it all in it is a time for you this is like when we're we're talking off mic, just like you refilling your bucket, right? You know, October is the month that you really would refill your bucket. Yeah. Even though we would always be so busy, we would be busy doing a lot of the stuff that we genuinely loved, and that is to say, not that we were unappreciative, but we were busy, we were tired, and it, but it felt good. It was. It was grand. It was a grand time. It was knowing we brought like spooky joy to the masses you know not like to not to sound egotistical and toot your own horn but it felt i've always enjoyed like 
being on stage and presenting things that I enjoy to other people. You know, it's like, hey, this is cool and let me tell you why and doing that stuff. I love that shit. And that's the reason you are the El Presidente of the Kansas City Horror Club. And I mention all of this because this Halloween hangover is going to be decidedly different, I think, from a lot of our past Halloween hangovers, as uh, this month has been difficult. It's been trying. Different and very trying. Yeah. And that is to be said, you know, and we, we were looking forward to it, you especially, and the thing that kicks off almost every spooky season is the drive-in. Right. And I we, we were building it up. Everything we had, the vendors were all set up, and you had put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, which was appreciated. And it was crazy because I roll up with Charlie, and I see everyone. I'm like, oh, hey. And I'm I'm like, I'm looking. I was like, Where, where's Genie? And I, I, maybe I was like, dude, of course, he's doing his thing. He's right. rubbing elbows with everyone, doing, starting the way you do, man, the month, and just spreading the cheer and the fear and word had spread that something had happened that the medical emergency had occurred mm-hmm. and you had to address to it and of course everyone's concerned you kept in with us everything was okay right but there's a lot of stuff that's happened this month where you haven't been able to do a lot of the stuff that you've wanted to do and a lot of it i know has kind of altered everything and i that is to say Part of the therapy, we've we, we I come over here and we talk, but you've been taking a, a different kind of role now here this month. Yeah. So on that day, I get a call. Uh, we just started getting. We maybe had a third of the the vendors already loading up, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna be there, and you're gonna be there, and I get a call, and uh, I pick up the phone, and it's my mom, and she's like, Jay, and I'm like, yeah, she goes. Just want you to know I'm going to the hospital. What? And like, and I'm like, huh? Wait, hold on. What? I mean, no, like, I mean, I'm going to the hospital. Yep. Where? Which hospital? Providence. Who's taking you? Neighbor. Oh, okay. I'll be there in a minute. So I got from Independence to Providence Hospital on the state, Kansas City State, in about 25, 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. And that's at least a 45-minute drive. Oh, yeah. At that's... least. I don't know how I did it, uh, but I, I got it. there. And all these different terrible things were going on in my head. I mean, like, on all sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't know what was going on. She didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to think, do. I was this there to help and be able to do what I can and then the doctor says hey we can't uh, help her here we're gonna have to send her to KU Mm. and so I'm like oh my god right what is going on and they're like she needs a triple bypass and I'm like what what because not but six months ago we went or maybe a little bit before, earlier maybe a year ago or so six months to a year we went i took her to a doctor's appointment for her heart mm-hmm. and she says her heart is fine it's strong as like a 35 year old or something like that and i'm thinking she's fucking better in health than i am i'm the one that <laughs> drank and i smoke and i eat all kinds of shit right 
And so that her heart's fine. Everything was. Her heart was still strong and fine, but it was everything else around it. Mm-hmm. So they went in and they did a triple bypass surgery. And then like, okay, you're going to need to be recouped for six weeks. She came out and she was... She was like, oh, that's fine. Like, like, fucking nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, you just went through some major shit. So, all right, we'll we'll see how this plays out. Mm -hmm. So I moved her into my home uh, to live with me because everything is a little bit more level. And I'm at the time I'm able to work from home. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different ballgame that we might get into. We might not. at the time, I'm able to work from home, and so this happened on September 30th. She went in for open heart surgery, I think, on like October 2nd or 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, then she came out of the hospital on October 7th, so she has six weeks of recoup time. So we're we're square in the middle of this as this recording, mm-hmm. and the problem is like since that was the my night and i i'm not saying i wouldn't would be there but of like course, that was course. the night that i needed to recharge my buckets yep. you know because i've already been exhausted from busting my ass to get the event and mm-hmm. then in the middle of the event i get another major blow now i'm not saying like my blow is anything considerable oh, needing not. open heart not. surgery yet again <laughs> if the gypsy if the gypsy if the fortune not if the fortune teller is correct I'm out of here in 52. Okay, just saying. So we have it on tape. 52, and then the other fortune, and then the other Zoltan machine was 70. So if I not 52, 70. So, um, <clears throat> I still got seven years is what I'm, thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna get real weird with it. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I'm already mentally, I'm already physically drained, and then I become mentally drained. Right. Because I'm worried about my mom. You know what's happening. She's Mm -hmm. going through surgery, you know, then. Recoup time, I move her in. And for the first couple of weeks, she needs she's not bedridden by any means, but she needs constant care. And not only that, but if anybody knows my mom, she does not fucking stop. And that's the only way I can put it nicely. Uh, she is a mover, a shaker, a get up and doer. She has been entertainment in for a long time. Uh, she's very similar to me in a way that we can be both. We're very um, entertaining focused and, 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 and that focused, but we're also very stubborn and we're also both very petty and we can both be a bit dramatic at times. And when you have two people like that under the same roof with a dynamic shift of a parent-child relationship yes. then switching yes. where one person doesn't want to listen and another person doesn't want to tell, it's hard to do a lot of things that I wanted to do this Halloween season things that I felt like I needed to do to to rekindle my jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. and so far it's coming and the getting there but at the same time it's still like because there's that wanting to make sure everything is okay and making sure that I take care of all my responsibilities 
for me, mm-hmm. but making sure that every she's taken care of mm-hmm. and everything is going good for her and doing all that stuff. And <clears throat> I'm learning to have to cook more and to her specifications, mind you. Course, Not saying I don't know how to cook, but the problem is then when her specifications require extra salt and you yeah. have to cut salt yep. out of the diet... You know, that's another thing. So, And you've taken on this role now of a caretaker, Mm -hmm. of someone that is like, there has to be these lifestyle adjustments. And as you said, it's been a little bit of a, not a struggle, but if there was a camera in here. It's been trying. It would, I don't know if it would be necessarily like a sitcom. It would be. Or like an HBO prestige drama. See, there would be, there. so there are days where it would be like coming up next on the Costanzas or like. Uh, there'd be some days on like, and now Greg Gardens, you know, or like, again, flip the channel, like The Simpsons, or like, flip the channel, coming up next, an hour long episode of Mama's Family, you know? And so, like, every day is a new adventure yes. and a new adventure in every hour. So it's like, you've had so much on your plate. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted, not even just. Because we're always very honest on the show when we when mm-hmm. we when we disclose you know things like that, but it's one of those that I know it's it's affected you this month because y- you've taken on a role that and again you and I let's admit it we're not having kids no no right and there's been times there's been times where mom where she's been like oh well if you're gonna act like this it's a good thing you don't have kids or like you're never gonna be able to take care and I'm like well there's a reason. I'm not saying that ship has sailed, but at the same time, like, if I ain't got kids by now, unless, like, Clark Kent comes down out of nowhere, like, unless Kyle winds up in my dumpster, I don't think it's going to happen. And that's my choice. Well, and we've we've discussed before, it's very much, it's the, what is it, the immovable object. Right. And And the the unstoppable force. Yeah. And so, like... I mean, again, there's days where everything is hunky fucking dory and there's days where we're at each other's throat and it's it's and it's like I don't I'm trying to still and as as cool as she is with horror and genre, I it's as the older she gets, her sensibilities are changing a bit more and she's a bit more pearl clutchy now. Sure, sure. So I can't really do a lot of the things that I want to do and need to do, or I'll have to wait till she goes to bed so I can actually watch something guts and gore because she doesn't want to see, have it watch the TV in her room. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, and also it should be noted everything you were doing is coming from the good son, not not the Macaulay Culkin right? version. I'm not shooting cats, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> but no, it's just it's coming from love. It's also becoming though from the understanding of a lifestyle change that has to happen. Right. You know, and as you said, it's just tough when you're a little bit more seasoned mm-hmm. and experienced to change those ways. Right. And it's trying to control the things that you can control. And that's well, that's part of what this is when we talk. Yeah. Again, off mic. Right. You know, it's that thing of just having the filter, the outlet, but also just, you know, listeners out there that maybe have also gone through where they've had to go through the caretaking process and knowing that level of, frustration when you're trying to do things and you get that little bit of grief back well and it also helps 
And like, I hope, like you said, that, that this show helps somebody else. But at mm-hmm. the same time, this show helps me mm-hmm. because it gives me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It gives me something like, okay, not only not saying homework, but hey, I know what I got to watch. So I don't have to fumble like, okay, what do I got to watch? And instead of like, do you want to watch this? Eh, okay. Yeah. I have to watch this. And yeah. this is what it's about. And this or this is what it can be. Mm-hmm. You can stick around or you can go do a project. And, you know, and so should be noted there is an area of entertainment in another spot. Right. Again, trying to make it the I think I have like possible. very accommodating facilities. I, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> right? This is not Ben Stiller, in, right? You know, Happy Gilmore. I got a new goddamn toilet. So like, <laughs> you got a little thingamajiggy that you can like put your legs up? Yeah. Apparently that is more as nature intended. I got all sorts of shit now. So I th- this episode is sponsored by Squatty Potty, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that is to be said though, man. I mean, I know you and both of you have gone through a lot, and just know that you are loved by so many uh, in the Kansas City community, and our listeners um, know that they support you, they love you. Um, you know, you you are the wind beneath my wings, and again, shit, man, it's the same thing where this. Friday Night Frights, this. Yes. It's it why helps. we do it. It helps because it's why we do it. being out there in front of y'all and knowing that you guys are getting a good show. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I had nothing to do with making the movie, you know, at least if we can enhance it. The appetizer and, to the main course. Right. And make you guys like, hey, in, add a little bit more than just going to the movies and having you guys enjoy the movies a little bit more than what you would and providing a little bit more context, you know? Mm-hmm. And then coming on here on the show and spending time with you and you are absolutely beyond a friend now. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, so, family. Right? Family. It's all about family. Right? And so having looking forward to spending time sure. and actually talking about these movies. And again, that's a good thing about positivity, being a podcast of positivity. Because if we were one of those like hate podcasts or talk about negative all the time, sure. like, yeah, that would be giving me a good outlet for venom. A different kind of. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hold that venom in. Yeah. You know, I don't like holding venom in as much as. As much as I have to give and can give, I don't like it. I don't like when I have to use it. No. It's like one of those, like, gun owners. They hope they never have to use it, you know? So, like, that's why I'm glad we could talk about positivity. And I, and, and that's why when movies make me mad, I get, like, real active well, about it. Because it's, like, a release in a way. Like, God damn it, I hate that movie. There's no inauthenticity to you with this right. show. I'm very open with my emotions. He's very, very passionate man. And it goes on all of the scales. And that's very much, I know, you're very much your mother's son. And there's so many times when I watch you guys interact that I'm like, my God. <laughs> like, again, I could just get the popcorn out. and But just it, it's just one of those things. It's been a different kind of October for you. But thankfully... And once everything got settled in, you were able to take the stage. Yes, with this year's Nerdoween. Yes, I was. I was so glad it I was, was able to attend. I was. I was looking forward to it because another blood, sweat, and tears thing that we put into. Of course, of course. And like, you know, I want to make sure to, see, to enjoy the fruits of the labor, you know, and make sure that everybody enjoys the fruits of said labor. But also knowing what you had been going through, I was really hoping that would have been that you know outlet where you get to. And again, it's hanging. With all the familiars mm-hmm. you know, through the film family, yeah. Uh, which I okay, I don't know if we're going to leave anyone out, but I believe everyone. Let's see here: Julie, Marie, 
Bobby, Charles, Diana, Dustin, JT, Jesse, and Chad. I'm pretty sure that's all the film family members we had there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then all the other, the Friday Night Fright folks, a lot of first timers in this case. And I know for you at least to get up there. It was great. Oh, it felt great. To do your thing. Yeah. And it's, you are a... You're a very natural entertainer. You're someone that loves to be, again, you're front of the stage. I'm back of the stage for the most part. <laughs> but you need that outlet, and that's a good thing. That fills up your bucket. Mm-hmm. It, and, did. it did. It did. It gave me a little bit more pep in my step. And <laughs> like, and Friday Night Frights gives me a pep in my step. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like that, that, that like interaction, audience interaction. Maybe it goes back to my stand-up there's, days. I mean, like, there's stand-up comedians, there's always something wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? No, there's no there's, thing as a happy comedian, right? There's no there's no well-adjusted happy comedian who craves the attention <laughs> of the stage. Nobody does that. That goes for any performer, you know. And I think any performer will tell you that. Yeah. You know. So like, it's just that like, ta-da! You know, even if it's even audience of one, as mm-hmm. well as just I like putting on a show. Well, what do you think? What do you think of this year's Nerdoween? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a fun romp. Um, I think. We we might have went a little too long, but I think I th- I think that's because one movie was pretty long and it, it's all intense. Yeah. I think it was a lot of intense, not a lot of levity. They're in the middle of it, sure. But like, I can't wait for next year because I have ideas, even though it's going to oh. be even longer. But I think it's going to be more handleable. But I had a blast with it, and I'm glad we did the Nazi exploitation thing because. I was surprised how many people thought we were going to show Elsa. I mean, like... <laughs> I was, Well, I'm not shocked per se, because, again, remember with last year how many people thought we were going to do, like, crazy Italian... Cannibal, cannibal Holocaust, movies. right? Like, no, we're no, vile, no. but we're a little bit more fun. Well, <laughs> the best part, uh, again, to mention that one of the films is going to be a first-time viewing for me. What did you think of it? So, watching Dead Snow for the first time, uh, with an audience, with you specifically... Because you had made mention there was a particular moment. This had in the to have movie. been a cut. This had to have been a cut because when I first saw this movie, when I first saw this movie, there was a blumpkin. Not only did she suck her dirty, his dirty shit fingers, but then she started sucking them off, and he was like, "Oh, right." And I was like, because the the whole time up until that point, I was like, "Check yeah. Simpsons reference." Okay, cool. Loves, Loves horror. horror. Yes. Super fucking <laughs> hot, right? I mean, like. Check, 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 right? Cool. And credit question, though, and I don't want to go too deep, pun Uh intended, but the bathroom, consensual bathroom shenanigans. No, no. Some, some, some. Some you ne- boundaries are you never go mouth to ass, okay? Now, now, while I, now I might not agree on that all the time, at the same time, you don't, if somebody's taking a shit, now I'm not saying scat play is off the table, completely off the Actually, table. Actually, usually it is on the table, I think, with a lot of that. Or on somewhere else. No hot Carls, no Cleveland steamers, <laughs> none of that shit, literally, right? So any of that. If I'm taking a shit, I'm, I'm in my zone. No, no sexy time should be had because there's some things that are not sexy. There's some things that you can't make sexy. As, ma- as much as Patrick Stewart would like to say, don't you find something erotic about a woman going to the bathroom? No. <sighs> no. <sighs> she's she's doing one of nature's things. Everybody's making stuff. Stop making breastfeeding sexy. Stop making shit and piss sexy. It's not. It's well, not. 
the best part though was I think kind of your befuddlement because we did get indeed and her people sucking called the me fingers. out. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's a blumpkin. There's an alternate cut somewhere. And because what we saw was the sucking of the fingers, and then they started having sex. Right. Which is still gnarly still and gnarly. nasty. Don't suck the fingers but, that you wipe the ass from. Okay, don't. But now, no. I'm not saying bathroom sex because shower sex is cool. You know, you know, if, if somebody's getting ready and then shit gets hot and heavy, cool, right? Fair but enough. not when you're taking a dump. You know, there's no pumping when there's dumping. Good God. So that's just a personal well, rule. You live your life. <laughs> you do you, boo, out there. That's Consensual your thing, adults. That's right? the thing. But for I, Genius McGee, don't approve of that message. You know? Well, kind of like last year when we watched uh, Food of the Gods 2 Naw, when we had that moment. Right. That was very much the moment. And we heard people react, but I do think there were some people going, wait a minute. Where's the blumpkin? That's not a blumpkin. They called me out. They called me out. Multiple people said that wasn't a blumpkin. And I'm like, I know. And it was great. And listen, the rest of the movie killed. And everything that happened from the escalation to the ending to that extended gag when he's go throughs everything to the carterization and then finally the club. Eating the dick, biting the dick. That killed. All of it. Everybody, the first thing people said, that wasn't a Blumpkin. It like, was so I know funny. it wasn't a Blumpkin, but I swear there was a Blumpkin. But if anything, kind of tells you the kind of audience that was there. Right. Knowledgeable. Knowledge call, ready to call one out. Call one out. But then we, so I, that was a black, I, ha, I thought it was great. Right. I'm, I'm definitely going to seek out the sequel. It's I understand. Cool. It's right where it picks up. Like cool. It's a Halloween too, basically. It's perfect. No, I really had a lot of fun with it. I, I. Like the fact that he was wearing the brain dead, not dead alive shirt. Right. Which back in the day, I, I, did, I very rarely competed in competitions because number one, I wasn't good enough. Uh, but when I the two competitions, uh, one of them, I actually wore an evil dead shirt. Nice. And, uh, you know, just, uh, it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. It was cool. It's still cool. You're cool. Thanks. Thanks. So from Dead Snow, from a good time, mm-hmm. a lot of laughter, a lot. A lot of good discourse conversation. We we had a pre-show that immediately everyone kind of knew what we were going to be showing. Oh, yeah. But we tried to include some laughter. And thankfully, you did cue me in to this clip of Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. And he's on that Ricky Gervais show. Extras. Extras. Uh-huh. And his whole thing of his... His, his movie. psychic powers. If he was really a Charles Xavier in, re- in real life scenarios, doing real life things, genius. I've I've seen it all. I've I've seen everything. Oh, you don't walk on the grass. Oh yes. Immediately her her bloomers fall off, and I've seen it all, and I scampered away on the grass. <laughs> so it was good <laughs> to laugh. We needed to laugh because the second film we went into, uh, Green Room. Now that's another thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so somebody else called me out. Not called me out on that, but they're like. I distinctly remember that arm scene being more visceral and gory. And I'm like, I did too. That's that's the power of the mind, though, because it's still a visceral scene. However, you're it's the first time you see it mm-hmm. is when it leaves the impression. Yeah. And then that impression grows, especially when's the last time you watched this? Since the theater. Exactly. Right. So that you remember that scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is built around that scene. But our minds, genius. The yeah. baggage that you've carried over. I guess so. <laughs> that past year, or many years actually. Many years, like seven, eight. This was like an, I think maybe an early thirty some odd run in the episode on the mm-hmm. main feed, way back in the wow. day. Wow. But I thought it played well. Me too. But it was also good just to see. 
Rest in peace, Anton Anton Yelchin. Yelchin, Oh, my God. Again, taken too soon, man. What could have been? Like Brittany Murphy. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's just so so good in genre. Uh, We then, we were going to close it out, and this is the one, I think from the get-go, we knew we wanted to include. Oh, yeah, and this is the one that Metal Mike was excited about. He's the one guessing right off the bat. He goes, I'm going to be pissed off if Overlord's not on there. Well, I remember seeing it in the theater back at at, at the Draft House days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember then also going back to Screenland to see it, and it was one of those that I immediately knew it was going to find an audience. Because I saw it in your basement for the first time. Ah, and that's, I was shocked that I was actually able to introduce. I think Dustin had seen it before at that mm-hmm. point. Okay. And that's because it's very rare Yeah, a lot of times, but also newer horror occasionally. There is a lot that can kind of slip between our radar. Right. Plus, if I'm like, mm. it looks but, griefy. It, <laughs> <laughs> but not Overlord. No, because it makes an impression. It is it's bombastic. It's fun. it's a little overlong, yeah. at least for I think for you know Nerdoween. Right, right. But at the same time, like it's intense and like that. Who that plane scene when he's falling out of the plane for the first time? Yeah. I loved that scene. The fact that a lot of the jumping and the fire and the shit was practical. Mm-hmm. The fact that a lot of it was more practical than people realized was mm-hmm. another like, oh wow, okay. I think it made people look at it in a different lens and. How many people seen that one for the first time? I think for Dead Snow, I did definitely ninety. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Uh fifty percent for which, at- by the way, it was Oren Gray's first time as well, which we got him right off the bat. Our victory. Our victory. Boom. Anytime Oren gets to see a first time movie with us during Nerdwing. It's Wayne, a win. It's, it's a, a win. win. And yes. it was right off the bat. Phew. So yeah, the the, the pressure was exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. And like, who's seen this? And we saw and we were like, Oren hasn't seen it. Oh bet. Huh? Yeah. Okay, we're good. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> the um, green room was probably fifty percent. And then maybe 80% for uh, Overlord. Overlord. Yeah. One of those underseen gems. Now, it should be noted, if we're being honest, I was really sick that night. Uh, so I once we got Overlord going, I bowed out, unfortunately, because yeah. I was just gone at that point. Uh, but I understand it yeah, played wonderfully. So mm-hmm. again, thanks to every single person that came out for this year's Nerdween. And again, we, we've got actually multiple ideas at this point for the 10th one, which will be we our 10th year. Yeah. 10th year. So I want to do something cool and big. It's going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be fun. Now, I was lucky enough this year. I didn't think I was going to be able to do this originally, but because I'm kind of absent-minded, I always forget when I have uh, stuff that happens at work where I maybe don't have to necessarily go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an in-service day on a Tuesday, and that's Tuesdays is when I normally teach. Um, had a night off, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go up to Screenland. I think there was how Sue was playing, I believe. But then I remembered, oh, snap. You know who's in town? Claudio Simonetti. Oh, I heard that show was rad. So drove up to Lawrence, mm-hmm. saw it at Liberty Hall, and I started the night. I wanted to kind of have like a night of nostalgia, ideally kind of on the spur of the moment, though, because I was like, number one, are tickets still available? Okay, they are. Let's spend a little too much money than I should have. Order pizza shuttle? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I went to Zen Zero first. Mm-hmm. Got some Singapore noodles. I don't know if they changed the recipe or something, but it it didn't taste the same. It's disappointing when all of your old favorites that you haven't seen in neighbors is different, Such a isn't it? Bummer. And I don't know if that's like they me? Changed, maybe they changed the grease. You know, I, I mean, yeah, like... I don't know. Did they finally change out the trap? Right. But it was just different. Looked the same. The Coke still had a faint flavor of coke it wasn't real strong i remembered that but it just didn't work i was okay that's fine that's fine so let's go over there saw a lot of people from the kansas city area Mm -hmm. a lot of love for you my friend and i was like give give genius a lot of love when you see him um but they came out 
they do their thing and they play demons and it's the first time they're touring with demons not only did they do that you know there's a lot of metal in the soundtrack Uh uh-huh there's a lot of iron maiden and they play maiden they fucking played flash of the blade and you have claudio simonetti doing the vocals on his uh keyboard and they're it when it kicked in i went out i did a like oh my god (laughs) And it, our friend Nick, doing it. Nick was there, and he kind of gave me a look around, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I was shocked. It was so cool. They played the Motley Crue song. That's part of it. They didn't touch the Billy Idol. <laughs> they did not touch that one, but it was so cool because on top of the score, they incorporated certain elements of the, the metal songs. It was so cool. It was incredible. A lot of people seen it for the first time. The... Blade and the nipple thing mm-hmm. still freaks. It's just weird. awful and weird. It's weird. But you could hear them react when, like, you know, the, the punks come in and just all the weirdness. And then, you know. Where's Rosemary? The, and then the birthing just, scene. Every, oh, the it's birthing. so wild. It's wonderful. And then so when wild. you have the just the, the synth kicking in, it's amazing. It was, a, it was a good time. It was a good time. So thankfully, able to check that out. So again. Hello, everyone out there that we saw at, uh, or I saw at Liberty Hall. And thank uh, you for Liberty the poster Hall. in the bag. That was rad. Oh, of course. Of course. Where I roam. I was I was your avatar this time. <laughs> Used to be quite the opposite. Uh, but speaking of the Friday Night Fright regulars, Friday Night Frights. Oh, that felt so good. That, and again. That, that, I, that I needed, needed from those. dusk till dawn. I needed every Friday Night Fright scream. But, oh, my God. That from dusk till dawn. And magical a special place in both of our hearts a special place for the show uh it it killed mm-hmm. as it does now if i re- i'm trying to remember how many first timers did we have with a that lot one? was that quite a few a with lot that one? there was way more than i expected maybe 70 percent oh and it should be thank you to everyone that came out for friday night frights everyone that came out for shocktober yeah great attendance every every time we played it was what mm-hmm. and it made the movies that much better because then when the funny parts hit, it hit. And then, of course, if anyone has been to anything, we did a Monday Mystery Movie Night. Uh-huh. And let's just say it gets a little um, R-rated, X-rated, uh, obscene with your intro. It does, but not too bad. Well, at the Monday Mystery Movie Night, yeah. Well, we did have the beaded curtain out We did have one. the beaded curtain, but of course, I'm going to be like, oh, movies, 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 come on in, movie lovers, right? <laughs> I did the whole thing. We got wet movies, hot movies, cold, smelly movies. I mean, the whole, the whole shebang. It was great. I loved it. I love that's. I can easily say that's probably one of my favorite movies, like top ten, yeah. if not top five of yeah. all time. And from Dusseldorf, Dawn, and seeing it in the theater again, and uh, again, you could hear a pin drop when Satanic Aponemonium is up Ooh. there. Salma Hayek is doing her thing. Just everybody's like. Oh my god! I think I just hypnotized. Everyone had that Tom Savini look on their Pretty face. Much. His mouth just goes. She's a special <laughs> effect in that movie. She is. She I is mean, god damn! But then there was a secondary gasp though, when Clooney takes off the jacket to reveal the full arm, the tat, and it's like, oh good lord! Heavens to Betsy! Heavens to Betsy! Uh, yeah, that one it was. It I was glad that was to kick things off mm-hmm. given the way everything and that actually led into nerdoween it was great it was yeah, a great it was one, a good two, one punch. two punch yes it's a great one two punch but then on friday the 13th i, almo- oh. I almost kind of won like man i kind of want dismember you know i was ready i was you at that ready? point i was ready for dismember well that's because again even though we were busy in the month of october that mm-hmm. stuff we did filled it's, the bucket it is recharging it fueled it's, you it's what you 
Frank giving a jolt to Frankenstein. You know, just. <laughs> well, we had uh, a Friday the 13th on a Friday. Which was great. Again, one of my favorite Fridays, which played, was played killer. Jason killer, lives. Killer, killer. Yep. And that surprisingly also, maybe 50%, yeah. not more. What well, was really funny, too, when we mentioned like the whole the 007 thing, like, what part? You'll know. You'll, you'll know. know. And then they knew. They mm-hmm. reacted. But also it's. It's the one where, you know, Tom Matthews, where you have Tommy Jarvis, calling Jason a pussy. Come on, you pussy. You pussy. It's so <laughs> funny and just weird, but all the comedy bits hit. You it's, bang. And I think seeing it because we were in theater one, there were a few moments that I've seen that movie so many times. Not jump scares per se, but parts where I was like, ooh. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's just because it was large and loud, but it was effective. It, it played was. wonderfully. The whole gothic opening, yeah. what Tom McLaughlin did was wonderful. And uh, she, the sheriff's daughter, <laughs> she is probably one of <laughs> my one of my faves because she's a real she's a real hot patootie. I mean, the attitude and everything. I, I like her a lot. I like her style. It played well. It played well. In fact, the last time I think we saw it theatrically was at Tapcade mm-hmm. with Brian from the Necronomicast. That's right. Yeah, shout out to Brian. And the, uh, if you want to talk about a good podcast, check him out. Exactly, exactly. He's doing Alamo stuff now, too. Yeah, He's but in Omaha. Uh-huh, that's yeah. right. They did something for Friday the 13th, I believe, part three and four. Mm-hmm. Yep. We then rolled into what is arguably my favorite horror film from the 1980s. And that killed Fright Night always kills. For real. That was great. And surprisingly, uh, again, maybe 70% of the people were seeing Actually, more, maybe a 80% of the people, of people were seeing it for, it for the, the first, first time. time. And nothing but positivity across the board. That, that's Well, and it's we. I don't say we hyped that particular one up, but I. it's just you why I, it's I love Night. that movie. Of course. And every as you time, should. Well, well it's, it gets, you know, from, I think we saw it. It, was, it played in theater, too. The last time it played for a Friday Night Friday, it was pretty early on in the run. Mm-hmm. But we were thankfully in theater one, and that makes a difference with this right kind of film. And just, mm, mm. Because, again, it's big, loud, gothic. I mean, like, there's a lot to love. And I'm glad that, like, some of the movies that we've been getting in theater one, we've been getting in theater one. And it's because of, like, hey, there's not enough room in theater two. Yeah. When there's no more room in theater two. The, the dead will roam theater one. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Yes, keep in, on doing it. In two it. weeks. Yeah, yeah, so keep on. Keep on. If we can make, if we can make as much as I love, as much as I love two, you know, two's home. Two's like four. Two's like, remember theater four of the Alamo days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Four was home. Four was home. Yeah. Theater two's home. Yeah. But if we need to go to one, it's good. That's good. That's what we're putting it. on Let's our airs. We're exactly. breaking out the fancy stuff. Fancy. We're putting yep. on a real good show that night. And we put on a real good show, Theater One, with our final Friday Night Friday of Scream. Oh, that was so much fun. Only about three people, Only I three think, people actually were seeing that for the first time. time. That was the opposite it of was. everything else. It was great. But uh, the people who saw it loved it. And, and again, it's probably the best one. And it's, yeah. it's I, just classic for a reason it's Wes Craven firing on all cylinders and I'll always argue that I will be chasing that fear dragon from that intro scene when I saw it back at uh, the Ward Parkway mall uh, AMC on Ward Parkway I was freaked out I was having fun I was scared and I was like this this is why I go to the movies. You know? Well, the scene that you're talking about when he turns from the window, I heard you like, yeah, like ah. that, but you were not alone because a lot of people, good, a lot it's of people still... yelped at that. It was very effective. You hear people go, whoa, ah. like that. It was great. Yeah. It was great. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. And also, I had a coworker there with her daughter, and her daughter is really getting into horror. And that was her first time seeing Scream on the big screen in the She's theater. Cool. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And again, the film family grows. You know, mm-hmm. Friday Night Family grows. It's just one. It's it's cool to see people out having fun. It is knowing it's in a place where I think ideally, you know, a good. Again, we go to etiquette. Cultivating that with just reverence, people. yes. Yeah, you know, that, literally, that, when we say we worship there and that whole thing, that's legit. It's appreciation it's, of the yeah. movies. Again, with with theaters like Screenland, you have a more appreciation because we do try to follow the no talking, mm-hmm. the no texting, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up, and and watch the movie. Yeah. And this is a, again like a lot of times like that. Your opinion is bullshit, and let me tell you why. On this one, it's like these yeah. movies are great, mm-hmm. and let me tell you why. And these these are why these movies should be respected and experienced yep. and, and on that so like yeah. i'm glad that we try to accumulate that that in our, our shenanigans and, yeah, yeah exactly. everyone that comes out to worship with us friday so night it, frights we want to make sure that people have a good time it's a, your movie oasis away from the loud teenagers You're not saying that all teenagers no, are loud because we got a lot of great teens yeah we, we got, got a lot of great teenagers that are regulars at the at the show but they're respectful. You know what I'm saying? Oh, get off my lawn. But I'm saying they're not talking during the movie. They're not texting during the movie. Everybody's there to watch the, the movie, movie, not to fuck around. And <laughs> while drinks are had, food is eaten, everybody's yeah. having a good time. Yeah. And that's what we want to bring, a safe yeah. haven for horror movie lovers. I think ideally we have that at Screenland. So mm-hmm. thank you, Screenland, for that. Now, that being said, um, I actually got to check a number of films for Shocktober in the theater. Uh, one of them was my first time seeing it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it plays better in the theater, as it has a very notorious scene set in a theater. Messiah of Evil. I know that you haven't. That's I haven't seen it. When you can, check it out. That's Bava, right? Is that Bava with Karloff? It is, it is not actually. That one is the one where the duo went on to ride, uh, write uh, Howard the Duck huh. and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay, but it's got this crazy theatrical this theater scene. It's got a crazy scene set in a grocery store. It's very stark. Uh, it's a pretty um, less scared Jessica to death. Ooh, has that kind of vibe. Okay, but it also has this scene where this uh, lady walks into this motel room, and you want to talk about something that's all right with you? I'm sure the entire movie is just a number of set pieces where I'm sure you'd be like, not a deal breaker. <laughs> Mariana Hill is in it from the baby. Really the crazy haired one, the big haired mm-hmm. one. Huh? So it's got a number of people that you know, and it's just it's a weird. It's uh, it's just weird. It's okay. from the 70s. It's 73, celebrating 50 years. Perfect. It's I highly, highly recommend it, but okay. I was able to see it in the theater. It makes a difference. I caught Exorcist Believer. Any good? So here's a scenario where I have you two. I don't know necessarily if you, if you made the movie better, <laughs> but there's a moment in the film, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, where they're performing an exorcism, uh-huh. but they have a number of people performing the set exorcism and they're kind of coming in the way it's shot they're kind of zooming in and out it seems like people are kind of just coming in and out of the scene and it's very hectic and for some reason i started to giggle and i couldn't tell why and necessarily i was giggling and why the more it went on the more i started kind of giggling and started not not laughing out loud but it was more <laughs> and it hit me intervention intervention <laughs> It hit me like that scene in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
the way it was shot and the way it just made me think of it. Okay, they're at the the devils at the fucking baddies. Nah, Frank's gargling, bumping pea soup. Exactly, shit. exactly. All that hit me, and it made me laugh. And I'm like, oh shit. Now I didn't have a nope reaction. Okay, I'm not a monster. But then even worse, there's a priest sitting out in his car trying to muster up the courage to get in and join the exorcism. And then finally, when he comes in, all I could think about is, oh my God, that's Father Dowling's music. Dun, 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 dun. He's guggling holy water. It, it made me laugh even harder. And it's not a funny scene. And I don't know if it made the movie better. But that is to say, I didn't mind the film. Right. I do, if you're a fan of The Exorcist, you probably won't like it. <laughs> Oh, oh, holy shit. Let me say this. <laughs> the use of a crucifix, they use it. It gets stabbed somewhere. And let's just say um, David Gordon Green may have been watching some Italian films. Ooh. It, that was enough to make me go, eh, not okay. too bad, just this okay. believer. The holiest of holies. <laughs> but going with low expectations. <laughs> eh. Now, one I know you are going to see. I caught Saw X. Uh-huh. And... I'm waiting I, for it to come out. I don't have a lot of baggage with the franchise. I know that is... I like it. I like the whole franchise a lot. I liked this one a lot. Good. I like this one because it gives you more of Tobin Bell, mm -hmm. and it gives you more of... You know who else is in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You get more of that. Good. Uh, I, I dug it. I liked it a lot. As someone that doesn't know a lot of the lore... Uh-huh. It worked for me, and nice. it's because of it's it's Tobin Bell, well, it's Shawnee Smith. I understand it's, it was Shawnee Smith origin, basically, and a lot of. And we kind of uh, knew what was going on. The bad wig, that bad wig, yeah. bad wig. But that one, I I really actually enjoyed. Um, caught horror of Dracula. Um, of course, how what is it? <laughs> you were <laughs> kind <laughs> of in the back of my head. God help me. You know, none of this would happen if we were back on Summer Isle. He's he's. He's kind of like the shark in in Jaws. Mm -hmm. He's ve he's used very sparingly. It's very much Peter Cushing's film. And going back to the Friday Night Frights uh, with From Dust Till Dawn, when Tom Savini's character's like, yeah, Peter Cushing did that all the time. When you're taking two crosses, he, of course, does that at the very end. And I'm like, that little Tom Savini going, yeah, he does that. It's, it's great, but... Because that's, you know, Jesus and Mongoloids. The oh, God damn it, Savini. <laughs> but they take a different, like, turn with the adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh-huh. And enough of enough liberties that it was very fresh, and it's Hammer, so you know the yeah. production design is sumptuous. The costumes are great, but when Christopher Lee comes out the first time, full on fangs, he does this like sprint across a table that we I think everyone reacted to because it was just awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't. And admittedly, there were some. This was fifty seven or fifty eight, I think. So there's parts where you're like, ah, it's kind of silly, kind of funny. Michael got. Gower Go is in it. Go. Go. Alfred? Yes. Alfred's rad. Some of his old school shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is, I think, my second Hammer Horror film. I've seen uh, the, were the, the werewolf, werewolf movie. The with, Werewolf of Night? Um, the one with, um, oh, Jesus Christ, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Yes. Oh, werewolf of London. I don't, is it The Werewolf of London? It's whatever that one is. Yeah. This is my second horror film, Hammer okay. film, regardless. But cool. it was awesome, played wonderfully, so that was great. Um. Also caught It Lives Inside. Uh-huh. New horror film. I liked it. Is that like It Follows? It Follows too. They Follow? Honestly, you can see that the filmmaker definitely did really like It Follows. There's some very It Follows-esque shot composition in it. 
I really liked it. It's a creature feature. Oh, cool. There's physicality with the creature feature. Okay. Uh, it offers East Indian culture and cuisine. I was so hungry after this movie because they act, food is a major part of it. I was ready to crush a buffet. So watch it. Again. Watch it during. Watch it during the day if you can. Good. But I caught Halloween three on the big screen. That's rad. It played wonderfully, but I cheated a little because I did a little quality control. I went back to our commentary mm-hmm. that was really early on back in the day, and uh, needless to say, Robo goons, Robo cretins, and Robo cretins. Introduced throughout. Because then it, I remember the Robo Cretan comes back in uh, Boy and His Dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robo uh, Yokel. It was great. It was great. So those were the ones I caught in the theater. So I know you and I both saw a number of things at home. Um, I caught When Evil Lurks. <gasps> that so that is I, great. Now listen, you hyperbole, sometimes you, you hyperbole is a bad thing hype for you. Hype can burn me. And I, there was a lot of hype. And but... I think like not saying Adrian kind of sol- solved the hype a bit, but we talked about it when we had Adrian mm-hmm. on the show, and he goes, "You'll like it." He goes, "You'll like it," and he goes, "All hype aside, yeah, because he know he knows he knows your taste, he knows my taste, and he knows like you know hype can burn me, especially if when it's the scariest film of the year." And people but are saying, "I will agree at this point in time because like on not the scariest movie of all time, but so far this year, there were some times where I had some dread in me." Oh, and. Not this one wasn't didn't hit me as hard as terrified. No, it does. It's not that kind of a scare factor. It is the dread. It is mean. It is dread throughout, and it's mean. Stephen King approved. Very Stephen King Yelp. approved. Yelp. Yelp. Yelp approved. I mean, like nobody is, <laughs> nobody safe. is safe. Nobody is safe. And and he makes it a point to to kill your darlings. Basically, he makes it and a point to do all the things that oh you can't or shouldn't do. And take he does in it, it and has fun. Yeah. Oh, he's so mean with it. There I are, love his style. Yeah, there are moments in this movie where I my jaw dropped, but also I had, I don't know if I'm going to call it a genius giggle, but let's just say that first Stephen King approved shot. The, the, do- second, the dog the and second, then the second dog. The second <laughs> wag of the, the head. <laughs> the chew toy incident. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and then, like, everything's hunky fucking dory. That's when I was like, this movie is evil. Like, this movie is m- so mean. Avoid the trailer. So mean. Avoid the trailer. The trailer gives away some of the gas. Does it? Yes. Because I went Boom. in blind. I went Boom. in blind. Me too. Oh. Me too. All it, I saw was the poster. Oh. And, and word of mouth. He's two for two in my book. Me too. Two and, two and, and a half. half. Yeah. Two and a half in my book. Because he did that thing in um, terif- uh, Satanic, Satanic Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Which, when it comes out, I highly recommend. I'm going to be watch. seeking it out. It's a great anthology. Uh, Jesse and Julie both saw this down at Fantastic Fest, and both hit us up on the social medias like, "Guys, when evil lurks, you need to see it." When evil lurks, and it, it, it killed. So it fucking killed. good. Yeah. So fucking good. And when she's walking down the street with her son, oh, casual just casually eating, having a snack. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I was like, this movie is great, right? And like. It's so it's mean, a mean and bleak ending. and yeah. dour, and but people are bitching about the ending. I'm like, dude, it's oh. not. It's not as mean as the mist. No, no, it's but not it's, as dour as the mist. But it's, but it's dour as any Romero film. Call it rotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, one that we both took in, and another one that has some hype. Mm-hmm. No one will save you. I liked that movie a lot. The ending. Another I, one I, that is divisive because of the ending. I appreciated the ending. Did you enjoy the ending? I enjoyed the ending. I'm like, okay, so either it's two avenues. And if you, I'm going to spoil the ending right now. So if you haven't seen it, eh. 
either like it's an upgrade thing where she's in her okay in her own little okay. world and she didn't make it, but that's how they you know, do the thing. Or they took her and they're like, you know what? Your world's kind of cool. We like the cut of your jib. Go at, go. at it. You know, the, we're gonna we're gonna make your world like you. You know, you're the, not necessarily the chosen one, but right. like out of everybody, it's we dug your style the most. Yeah. Here it is. And the fact that like not a word was said the entire fucking film. I didn't pick up on that until I started reading some reviews because I was so invested and involved in the movie. This movie made me yelp out loud. Like that first reveal of an alien, I did a oh when he was the, the fact that there's different styles and sizes. The, the scurry one got me. The pickle one. The third, the pickle a chicken, one. Chicken, chicken. Yeah, the chicken yeah. one got yeah. me. Oh the chicken God. one. I was like shit. And yeah. So like <laughs> the giant sized one was cool. And the way he walked and moved, yeah. I was like, this was, is neat, it unique. Was, it was very cool. Yeah. I, there, but there were moments also where it veers a little into like your next territory mm-hmm. when she just to survive taking some of them out. There was a moment I applauded. Yeah. I. This was another one I went in blind, no expectations, and I was. This is one I wish I could have seen in the theater. Me too. Along with when evil lurks. Me too. Yeah. I wish that uh, Disney, you cowards, release some good shit in the theater. Like when evil lurks would have been rad. Fucking, they should have released Prey in the theater. Oh, that would have been great as well. You know, mm-hmm. seeing that in the theater would have been rad. We need mm-hmm. to sure get that for Friday Night Fries. It's probably gonna be five, six years before we game with the rights. But that's okay. What's uh, what's another film that you took in? Uh, nothing really new. Okay. Because oh no, you did another one that we took in. Oh, appendage. Appendage. That Which... was not okay. And yeah, I'm that's... hearing people are like, "Oh, this is the best movie to come out. One of the best thing." Of course, you guys fucking like it because it's grief, right? In under the guise of like dark humor. And yes, there was parts that made me giggle, but there was also some parts where I was like, "Man, oh, I do not need this no. shit right now. I do not need the self doubt. I do not need the thing." When the... we talk about the month you have had that you are continuing to go through, you seek out movies. This is why we started talking about all the fun. Like right. we're, we're gearing towards right. fun. Right. It's going to be fun. We're a positive and fe- podcast. And I felt bad because I'd kind of recommended this one. And I know it hit you at a time when you didn't need to be hit that way. And I was, I felt bad initially, but then I remember kind of thinking about it as well going, Oh God damn. Yeah. This one is comes with not necessarily a, a trigger trauma warning, but it can cut deep. Yeah, it, it can, can hurt really affect. It can hit. It can hit, especially like if you're dealing with that kind stuff. of shit yeah. and self doubt and stuff, you know. And so, like, not saying I need a trigger warning or anything like that. I I like but, unexpected shit, but that I was not ready for. Yeah. And I think like later on, later on when things are sunshine and roses and shit's a little bit better, I might go back to it and mm-hmm. take a see look at it with more like comedic eyes because i know it's a dark comedy and there was parts where i was like <laughs> but there was some, but there was times where i'm like i don't like this movie at all you know i don't, I don't find that funny at all and yeah. so like so and there, i mean there was some parts that fucking hurt my heart and i was like oh, <laughs> oh, oh you'll believe a genius can right learn. it's like and his heart shrunk three sizes the, like i'm gonna watch something to cheer me up i'm gonna watch fucking when evil lurks <laughs> <laughs> That gave me some giggles. Like, <laughs> well, like, yeah, no. Um, but the most of the other stuff I saw was um, old, uh, not old, but more like, you know, uh, things that I've seen, comfort food, and well, things that I've vetted. Because you needed that. That's why. Well, and plus when I'm watching with mom, you know, because, you know, where we're just like, I watch, I usually watch movies when I'm eating dinner, mm-hmm. right? Because then I can just 
just focus on eating and and Got watching it. a movie. Yes. Right? And so like when we're eating dinner because I have no cook now and uh, I'm like, OK, it can't be too horrific. It can't be too traumatic. Like if I watched because uh, I think I watched Appendage with Mom and I think that was the both of our oh, wrong no. Moves oh, no. because that was not a good night. No. I think we both we both were like, no, what are you doing? Right. And so I'm like, ah. Let me put on some. So the next movie I watched was Tucker and Dale versus Evil because I'm like, we need, we need a laugh. We need a laugh. Actually, I think the next one I watched was Commando because I'm like, I need, we need no horror, but mass ki- killing is fine. Yeah, but no emotional trauma. No, we need steel drums. Boom, 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 boom. Although I was again disappointed when I was looking closely and I'm like, that is not chainmail. You know, knit. your childhood has ended when you realize he's wearing a knit, <sighs> knit, not chainmail. Come on, John, let's do this, John. <laughs> eat your ribs John right now that's the whole time and I was like come on mom take your pills mom right <laughs> that's where I the sitcom elements I know come in I know come in I'm coming to play at this point um I actually took in a couple of other um, new viewing experiences um I finally watched Baskin yeah from the international horror marathon I gotta watch that I heard it's shunting it it goes places nice uh and actually the people yeah, it's a, it's a, it is weird. It is very shunting esque. Uh, yeah, that one definitely it meet, met the expectations. Uh, ang- the angry black girl and her monster. Mm-hmm. That is a newer one that I took in. I really, really like that. Uh, that one worked really well for me. A little film from 1981 called Fear No Evil. Marley Matlin. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's also another one that goes places. Uh huh. Um, let's just say it involves like, uh, it's the, one of the street toughs from, um, class of 1984, the suburbanites, (laughs) that guy plays basically the son of Satan Okay. in high school, gets bullied and he starts finding his son of Satan powers and son of Satan shenanigans occur. But this film goes places like some weird ass shit. It's one of those I would like to watch with you. Okay. Because I it's one of those I kind of want I know you'll react to it. It's but major, major, major Yelp warning in this one. Uh-oh. In fact I had to stay till the credits to make sure that there was indeed a veterinarian on set at all times. Oh shit. So okay. we warned you all. And okay. this is maybe after a month of our dog days of summer I'm a little bit more hardened at this point. Right. This one could potentially turn some people off. Oh my. So be warned. Okay. Be warned. Okay. Uh, but those uh, then finally I also watched VHS 85. Is that good? I liked it a lot. Okay. GG segment kills. I was going to watch that cuz like I I'm I appreciate the VHS. I'm still waiting for anything that nothing's going to top part 2, but I'm waiting for it. There's there's some good stuff in it. It is well worth your time. It is mm-hmm. well worth your time. Now I know you were able to put together a Halloween night movie marathon, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And this one, actually, when you let me know, I was like, that's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. And this is kind of, at least ideally, you have that tree. Because, again, it's tradition it's for tradition. you, man. It's tradition. And so much has been thrown off this month. Has I got had you to off you. You needed that return to normalcy. Right. So I'm glad what occurred happened. So yeah. what did you open up with? So I started off with a classic. I went the George A. Romero's Creep Show. Just knocking it out. I mean, just like this is a great one. It's bite sized. It's a great like Halloween fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun, but it's mean. Mm-hmm. It's vile, but it's it's great. It's classic. That was great. <clears throat> then <clears throat> switching up a little bit. So earlier in the month I watched uh Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween part two. 
Now, I've seen that before numerous times, actually, but it's been a minute since I've seen the original. So, our next showing was Tyler Perry's Boo, A Medea Halloween 1. And it held up. It is funny. It's funny. It's so fucking funny. And so, I just giggled the whole time. And, like, I I love Medea movies. They're great. And so then I was like, okay, it's getting dark. It's time for Halloween. It's time, kids. Now, I already saw Halloween 3 the night before. Very good. So the night before, I already saw Halloween 3. And then the night before that, I watched, um, I think, oh, gosh, I can't remember what I watched. But it's a Halloween-type movie. Mm -hmm. Something fun in the spirit. It's either Tucker and Dale or Cobra or something spooky. But um, but then I decided I'm going to watch Halloween. So I watched the original Halloween Oh, and mom actually watched Halloween 3 with me, and she really liked it. Really? She really did. She goes, that movie was really good. And I go, yeah. She goes, I, because I, I didn't tell her. She goes, what's this called? I didn't say Halloween. Yeah. Right? Nice. I didn't say Halloween 3. I said, it's called Season of the Witch. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. And she goes, oh, wow. Oh, no. They're killing the kids. And I'm like, but it's a good prank on the children. <laughs> right? God and then she goes, and but she goes, I hate that fucking song. And I go, which one? Uh, you mean the one? It's time, kids. Stop it. Okay. Fully inducted. It's perfect. Right. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so then I was like, okay, it's time for the OG. Nice. And I was really tempted after the OG. I'm like, do I put on four? Because four is a good continuation. Two is a great continuation. But I was like, you know what? I have traditions. I have something I have to watch yes, every year on Halloween. If I don't watch it by then, but I usually have it before Halloween. Because what better movie to celebrate all things Halloween than Trick or Treat? Mm-hmm. So I watched Trick or Treat, loved it. Charlie Brown's an asshole. I saw some things that I never noticed before, some of the different connections. I mean, I've seen it a million times. Yeah. But at the very, very, very beginning, you see all the characters really in a play. And then they do it again. And then they do it again later on. Hmm. And like it, I was like, Oh, I was looking. I, I was like, oh, I saw them more. I noticed there's a hot dog guy in every mm-hmm. episode in every segment. Really? Mm-hmm. See, that's and that's the be- that's the beauty of these movies. We can go back to them and see something new, food, and it brings in something, new. right? Yeah. That's. I'm glad that's the way you will. Then I closed the night off oh. with a couple of episodes of Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So the Shinning. Uh, King Homer, Nightmare Cafeteria, the Freddy Krueger one. What are you going to use? Skeleton Powers? The Freddy Krueger one with the lousy smart weather. Um, just some of my favorites. Good. And uh, it was great. I and was like, this is a nice Halloween. No trick-or-treaters, which is unfortunate because if a trick-or-treater comes to my house, not only will they get a bountiful get- candy, but they usually get like at least like the older kids will get like DVDs, unwrapped DVDs. Movies, oh, my God. Things like that. I had a whole stack of horror movies ready to give out trick or treaters. One day somebody came in and gave an old PlayStation away. What? Yeah. Good luck. Dude, you are you are an urban legend of like Halloween stories. Yeah. Well, it was a PlayStation one and we were already on PlayStation three or four at the time. But at the same wow. time, I gave him games and controller and the hookups and everything. So good like Lord. trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Do it as what you will. You're a good man. So, like, we hardly get any, but the ones who we ever do, they will get big. Like, I got a whole stack right there waiting for trick-or-treaters, but they never came. So that's to be said, then, for uh, for all of you uh, listeners out there that have kids that do the trick-or-treating, plan it next year. Genius's house. If you you can can find me. Well, again, man, I'm I'm legitimately glad, though, that, like, you were able to kind of recharge your battery that way, but even more so knowing she's still in good health. Yeah. Recovering. Yeah. 
you both are dealing and again i do this when we were talking about it's like genius he's so funny he's like am i gonna sound bad it's like no 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 you're caretaking you're not a normal caretaker you are adjusting so much right now that if anything it's like i said there are other people that have gone through that that can empathize with you and go i i get it man because yeah. you're doing everything because you love your mom dude i have oh my goodness and it's you're you are the good son i'm trying the good son but that is just to keep encouraging you. Um, and when these cats aren't pissing it. on my bed, <sighs> biscuit, 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 you little, come on, dad needs help. He needs you to be a good buddy. And I figured out why it's not because he's sick or mad or anything. It's because the litter box was full. Oh. And he's like, well, pff, fuck you then, dad. I'm gonna piss on your bed, clean it. And I'm like, okay. Can can, can we get Gary Busey to do the biscuit uh, piss on the? Hey, piss on the <laughs> piss on the sheets. Now, I'm just glad he didn't piss on my good sheets. It's. We're going to get you through this, my friend. <laughs> We're focusing on fun for the remainder of the year. Fuck yeah. Phantom of Paradise. Yeah. I can't wait. I know. It's in, so, so And it's going to be my birthday. Oh, God. Technically birthday weekend as well. That it is. is. Yeah. It yeah. is. I'm looking forward to it. Looking yeah. forward to it. So if Pizza you, Ranch, here I come. If you do happen to see Genius <laughs> out and about, make sure, give him a lot of love. But no, sincerely, man, I know this is always something that we always look forward to because we always have so much good stuff that happens in October. Mm -hmm. That is to be said. More good stuff is going to happen next year. December's had, coming up. We got things planned yeah. not only for Horror Club, but oh, Nerds. I yeah. mean, uh, Nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Again, we've got a lot of good stuff that's going to keep us moving. Mm -hmm. Keep us moving keep forward. Us, keep them going. Recovering, recovering. But just know, man, I love you. You are I'm my brother. Too, like legit know that you are supported and are loved and appreciated thank you of course of course so all of you out there as well uh we love and appreciate you so Absolutely. until all you pallies all the all the pallies the non-pallies non -pallies too everyone everyone Every i love everybody i'm like a roberto benini over here i love everybody feel more like sally field you all love me <laughs> you really do uh no but we actually have a lot of good stuff coming up in november some unwrappings if i recall yes 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 it's november gonna, unwrappings it's gonna be fun so until that time this is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and we'll see you in your dreams